Welcome to the Seeking Success Podcast. We're here to help you reach your career goals. Are you considering a career change? Is your career in a slump? Are you trying to get ahead, struggling or striving? Then you are in the right place. We share resume, LinkedIn profile, and interviewing advice from an award-winning nationally recognized career expert, Tamara Dowling. Are you taking the elevator up? It is likely that you will encounter someone at a business or social event that will ask about your career. So what do you do? For many, the natural reflex is to answer with a job title and employer name. That generic response might lead to a round of, oh, do you know so-and-so? However, most times it is a non-starter for anything productive. A better response will include the right words to capture the interest of your audience and hopefully open the door to an opportunity. What you need is a great elevator pitch. Here are a few tips for an effective elevator pitch. Number one, know your audience. Even with an audience of one, you must understand that person's needs, expectations, and challenges. What will get their attention? Think in terms of what you offer, not what you want or what you need. Number two, consider what is of interest to your audience. Don't recite a list of generic achievements or capabilities. Instead, focus on problems that you are able to solve, opportunities that you can uncover, and products that you have introduced. Number three, don't waste words with cliches such as results-oriented, customer-focused, thrive on challenge. Not only are those terms meaningless, they are a turnoff to people who have heard them only 10,000 times. Choose language that is genuine and reflects your speaking style. Number four, identify real examples of what you can deliver and what you have done. Is it important to the mission of your target audience? Talk about an action, not an attribute. For example, closing multi-million dollar accounts versus strong sales skills. Number five, be brief. Most experts say to keep the pitch under 50 words. Some say to try for less than 35 words. The goal is to share quick information so the other person is interested enough to ask you a question. If they say, oh, that's interesting, you've not succeeded. If they ask questions to probe for more details, you have succeeded. Here's an example of a good elevator pitch. I uncover ways for companies to cut energy costs up to 45% through smarter lighting choices, retrofitting of electrical devices, and simple to execute energy plans. I create low-cost, no-headache strategies that promote goodwill in the community and generate savings for years to come. I make going green easy. Elevator pitches are not created as quickly as they are spoken. Take time to work through the steps above. After that, continue to refine your message until it is pitch perfect. Practice your pitch until it sounds natural. If it sounds stilted, you will come across as inauthentic. A carefully crafted message expressed sincerely will provoke interest and may lead to an opportunity down the road. Let's check today's email inbox. Today's featured question is the most common question that I hear. There's so much outdated information circulating and that may be why this question remains so common. The question is, how many pages should my resume be? I'm a data processor for an insurance company with 18 years of experience. My current resume is two pages. Is that okay? Should it be one? The length of the resume will vary for each candidate. A resume should be as long as it takes to share the candidate's top accomplishments, education, awards, and most recent 10 to 15 years of work history. 
If your history is 18 years and there is not a good cutoff point between jobs, it would be fine to show 18 years of experience. For most candidates, you should be able to share the pertinent information in two pages. Candidates who have longer resumes tend to have lists of publications, patents, and other key information that expands a resume beyond two pages. In most cases, the only type of candidate that would have a one-page resume is a candidate with very limited work experience, such as a recent graduate. It's time for the tip of the day. How eager are you to read something from your mailbox addressed resident? If you are not using a name when you write a cover letter, your message may not elicit the initial response that you desire. Our tip of the day is to identify the name of the HR manager or hiring manager to whom you address your letter. In most cases, you can find the appropriate name. You might find the name on the job posting, the employer's website, a search engine using search terms such as department name, manager's job title, and company name, the employer's main telephone number, and simply ask the receptionist for the name of the manager that oversees the department in which the job in question would fall. You might try LinkedIn. You could search for someone using a title and the company name. You might also find that some of your connections are connected to someone within your target company. And lastly, real world networking. Tap into your personal network and you may find the name and possibly a backdoor to an interview. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. Each person is unique based on career history, strengths, and goals. The suggestions that we share in our podcast are just guidelines. If you have questions for us, please write us at td at seekingsuccess.com. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will listen again. In the meantime, please visit us online at seekingsuccess.com. That's S-E-E-K-I-N-G-S-U-C-C-E-S-S.com.